Welcome again to Music Ally Focus with me, Joe Sparrow, Music Ally writer, and Stuart Dredge, Music Ally's editor. Hi, Stu. Hello, hello. Good to have you as always. Uh, music Ally, as you know, provides an analysis-rich guide to the music business, and that's what Music Ally Focus does as well. We're analysing one of the most meaningful music business stories of the week, and uh, this will be brief. Uh, this should take about the same amount of time as it took world record holder Joey Jaws Chestnut to eat 75 hot dogs. That's 10 minutes. How fast can you eat a hot dog, Stu? That's what okay. I'm interested in. Now. I think the first one is would be really fast. And then yes. I would slow down rapidly by about second, the second one. Second one. I can really, I can even. Not Joey Jaws Chestnut. I think uh, I could rival it, him it, for that first one, but not for the next 74. <laughs> I think he'd have me beat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 70, 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That's approximately 21,000 calories. And he beat the second place competitor by 30. Well, you've got to say that that's an amazing dedication to carry on when, you know, when you've already beaten the, the second place person. <laughs> so then be like, no, I'm going to do 29. <laughs> I guess when you're setting world records, you want to make it as difficult to beat, don't you? But. Exactly right. Yeah, and and I'll I'll link to the video of his world record um, achieving uh, uh, seventy five hot dogs. It's really something, <laughs> especially if you like watching slightly overweight men shoving food in their mouths as fast as possible. Anyway, in a slightly different uh, perspective, uh, Stu, what's happening with <laughs> Patreon? Because <laughs> fan funding platform. <laughs> That's an amazing thing. Well, well, I don't know how many hot dog eating creators they have on Patreon. I wonder if they may have at least a few because they've just raised one hundred and fifty. $55 million at a $4 billion valuation. Um, now, a lot is changing in the music industry in terms of income streams, how artists are connecting with fans, and uh, how they are making longer-term income from, from connecting to them. So how is this new investment and the story around it meaningful to musicians and artists? What does it mean for the future? I mean, ever since Patreon was, was founded, it was founded by a musician, Jack Conte, who's, who's part of the band Pomplamoose. And he set up Patreon kind of from that point of view. And ever since then, it's kind of, it, it's its core is possibly more toward, it, well, it's all kinds of creators. It's YouTubers, it's authors, it's musicians. So it's not just a music platform, but there are quite a few musicians on there who are getting ongoing fan funding. And that was its kind of innovation. So Kickstarter was the big player in crowdfunding when it launched. And Kickstarter was very much, here's a project raised money for it. And Patreon was one of the first to come out and say, actually get your fans to give you something every month. Uh, and, and it was originally based around per thing. So you could either have a monthly income or you could say, right, whenever I do a thing, whether that's a song, a blog post, a video, you pay me money then with a, with a cap on how much you can pay. So, yeah, so it's grown. I mean, I think um, the last we heard early this year, there were about more than 200,000 creators using the platform and they'd earned more than $2 billion since its launch. Mm. Um, so it's grown steadily. And as it's grown, it has taken on lots of venture capital funding which is kind of interesting in that in the past, companies aimed at creators or musicians haven't really done big VC funding so much. Like creator tools haven't been seen in the past as something that's worth plowing tens of millions of dollars in the hope of a massive exit. But Patreon shows that those kind of people are quite excited now about this whole creator economy idea. So this latest funding round kind of just, just enhances that, that People see big money and big exits in the future for any company that's working with creators in this way. They're seeing the value here. We're talking about the investors. They're seeing the value in, in the platform as essentially they think that Patreon is going to become one of the default places where artists are going to mm. build these, let's say, micro fan clubs, super fan clubs or something with, with their fans to, that regularly fund them throughout their career and they get things in return. 
we're seeing, especially in the last 12 months, artists rapidly diversify their income streams. They're using Patreon. Uh, OnlyFans is a very similar kind of thing. It's a, a gateway to um, content that isn't accessible anywhere else. Is, is, this, is this investment sort of confirmation that we're seeing a shift in how artists making money are going about setting up their individual businesses? I think so. I mean, it shows us there's, there's excitement around it. And I think, like, you're right, like, often the margins are pretty slim in this business. You know, you, you, take, you get money in from the fans who are paying, you give most of it out to the creators. And the whole point of these is they don't take like a massive, you know, 50% cut. They take quite small cuts and the creators get most of it. So it isn't a hugely, like, in that sense, it's not, it's not like stonks of profits in this. It's a fairly slim margin business. But there is this mushrooming of what we kind of call the creator economy. There are so many people making videos for YouTube, making music and looking for ways to kind of make money direct from the fans. So yeah, so it's kind of... I'm not even sure it's frothy. It's not like a kind of NFTs clubhouse thing where suddenly it's emerged and everyone's running around excited about it. Like it's been this, this slow, steady build. Mm. And so you've got people excited about Bandcamp, less from an investment point of view because they haven't gone down that road so much. And people are saying Bandcamp is exciting and meaningful. Um, Patreon is meaningful. Every, every tech platform is launching these creator funds like TikTok has them, Clubhouse has launched one, Pinterest has launched one. So this idea of kind of, how people make money for the creative stuff they do is very much in vogue in this kind of investment tech community. So I think when that happens, someone who's been around for a long time at Patreon is, is getting this big valuation, this big funding round. And that means they can push on and really try and, like you say, establish themselves as one of the premier places you go to do this. And also, as you said, there are other places, you know, OnlyFans is emerging as trying to do stuff outside the adult entertainment world. Um, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, they're all kind of looking at ways to help them make money. So there's kind of loads of activity, which feels like a good thing. I think if you're, if you're an art, in our world, if you're a musician, an artist, thinking I've got a small but meaningful group of fans, how can I do something ongoing to support me? You're going to have options now, and you're going to have options with platforms that have a bunch of money, are here to kind of stay for a while, they're not going to run off or, or collapse as happened in the past with some of the big crowdfunding platforms. Yeah. Do you think what we're seeing in a way is um, that big players in the industry, the platforms, and as you mentioned, a bunch of social platforms there who benefit from all this creativity, do you think that they're sort of, this is a sort of implicit, a uh, sort of tacit um, admission that they need to invest in ways of getting artists to make money that don't, doesn't just involve endless content churn because all these different areas like i mean musicians are feeling this idea of having to pump out tunes regularly to, to feed the streaming algorithms so many youtubers have hit the wall when they've just been run out of ideas or just being become so the mental health has suffered because they just try and do a video every day again to feed the algorithm so there is that sense of like actually yeah platforms like platforms like patreon i think are, are you have a community, they will support you. They don't necessarily need you to do something every day for them. They give you, they give you the space to step back and do something that's good and meaningful, maybe less often. So that's kind of interesting. And like you say, the tech platforms that are finding ways to pay creators, I think that is that is partly a response to criticism, I think, that you know, they they make they've got big and, and, and massive valuations and got rich off the creativity of platforms and haven't really paid them directly so far. So I think they're all trying to respond to that side of thing more. Whereas the independent platforms like Patreon and Kickstarter they're more coming at it from we're going to help you build this community and really kind of um, do well. But that's the other interesting thing here, I think, mm. which is that as an artist, as a musician, as a music artist or any other kind of artist, you have options now. But it's one thing to say, I'm going to set up a Patreon 
it's another thing to do it well and to nurture that community and to, to make a success from it. And I think that's the big step we're seeing now is artists learning that it's you can't just go on there and assume that your fans will pay you, but you have to really learn what do they expect? How do these communities work? What kind of stuff do they want? There's a, it's not like a simple thing. It's really a, you have to really, really lean into it and, and figure out what those fans want. And also give them stuff they're not getting anywhere else. Yeah. You know, if you're just kind of doing stuff they can get on your Twitter and your Instagram and on streaming services, they're not, some will pay because they like you, but really you need to make it something special. Um, I mean, on one hand, it's great, isn't it? Because artists have more, we'll talk about this in a second, but they have lots and lots of opportunities to use different platforms and different methods of bringing in money around their artistry. But it does boil down to, um, you have to, you, you know, need to know exactly who you are and what your fans want from you, and you have to sort of figure out which platforms work. You don't have to do Twitch and Patreon and OnlyFans and streaming and touring and you, you know, and live streaming. You, you, you need to pick carefully where to do it. And in the past, the old approach for a lot of artists has sort of has been right: be everywhere all the time, be on every social media thing, and hoover up everybody. But we're sort of seeing people be a little, perhaps, being a little bit more choosy. So if if artists are looking for you know, if they are looking and considering getting a big chunk of their income from their super fans and their sort of super fan adjacent fans on Patreon, what does that mean in terms of, do you think, in terms of the breakdown of income for artists? You know, until very recently, just 12 months ago, it was there was a duopoly of touring and streaming. That's where the money came from. And now all of a sudden we're looking at a, a very, very multifaceted landscape. In that, in that sense, I think it's a good thing because... Um... I think one of the things we've talked about a lot during the pandemic is the way that it kind of shone a light on the fact that there were these three pillars of artist revenues, really. There was live, there was merch, and there was recordings um, for an artist. And when, when live went, merch suffered as well. And when you're left with just recordings, and when that's shifting even more towards streaming, that's why a lot of artists are kind of saying, I can't live on this. So anything that, if we can bring in a fourth pillar, if, if it's really this idea of, of your super fans, fan funding, whatever you call it, like direct to consumer, this idea of this fourth pillar being people who will support you, um, not just by buying merch or coming to see you live, but also in an ongoing basis, like a veteran, that could be really good. And I think if artists can really do it well, if these platforms can carry on developing, doing good features, and a lot of the things we talked about, like you mentioned live streaming there, that's something that's coming into these platforms. So for you, if your Patreon community, you might do an exclusive live stream for them where you sit and answer their questions, maybe from a track. Like there's the, a lot of the things that are, a lot of these new areas where artists are making money can be brought into this fan funding platform. And then it does make it something special. You know, it's a live stream that not anyone can just turn up to on Facebook, but it's just the ones who are supporting you. So I think, yeah, I think it's looking forward. If I was an artist manager, I'd really, really be thinking hard about, right, how do I make the most of this? How do I look at things like Bandcamp, Patreon, OnlyFans, if that's appropriate for you? These things like, which, which ones are good for my artists? How are we gonna do it? Do we have the time to do it? How do we service it? And it could become a really, really good and stable source of revenue. That's the other thing, I think. It's, it's not like a, if, if you're doing it well, it just basically grows steadily. Yes. Um, or at least they're the same. You know, it's not, you have to do something, you have to be either really, really not put the effort in to make everyone subscribe. But if you're doing it well, it becomes a stable revenue stream that underpins everything alongside streaming. And then you can do the live. So yeah. I think it, it's, 
It is really positive. And I, I really, again, it, it's going to come down to artists really, really learning lessons of what works. And I think these platform companies are going to have a big role to play in that in sort of sharing case studies. Um, because you're not competing with, you know, if, if a comedian on Patreon has done really well, those lessons can be shared with musicians without the comedian suffering because everyone stops subscribing to them. And, you know, so I think there's, there's a real chance to kind of share the knowledge and figure out how you do this well. And yeah, make it an interesting revenue, and make it a revenue stream that interesting for artists will be outside their record contracts. Yes. And this is the interesting part, isn't it? That it does sort of separate the wheat from the chaff a little bit in that it's for artists who are really being an artist all day every day and working and, and creating and doing new things and who are really really keen in engaging with their audience so it in that sense there's something it feels a little bit liberating doesn't it in a sense that they're, they're not reliant on an external um, structure it puts the emphasis on them to connect with fans and grow that relationship and they own that relationship and we hear this talked about so much which is own your data understand who your fans are well this is now this is how you monetize it isn't it if you can do exactly what happens on let's say for example only fans which is if you've got a hundred thousand followers on another social service if you can pivot a thousand of them across you know just a tiny percentage of them across uh, to patreon you, you you've you've suddenly got a whole new income stream which could be substantial you know i don't want to say that this is like an anti-label thing though that's the other thing that's interesting here i think labels could be involved in this um either like independent labels can use these platforms to build their own crowdfunding community but i think as we move towards labels doing label services one of those label services could be, we know how to do these fan funding things, we will help you do that. So I think labels could be involved to do it. It's not just cutting out those kind of recording rights holders. No, for sure. I mean, it's it sort of, it, 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 it's, it's bigger project management, isn't it? And, and as we know, it's important for an artist to have a team around them who completely understands them and can help them do that planning and make it happen. So you know, they are the thing at the centre, mm. but they still need a team. And a label is very possibly for the larger artists, perfectly placed to do that, isn't it? Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get some data from, from artists who are, who are doing well on Patreon. That will be re very revealing, particularly if they can, if there are artists who say, well, you know, in, in back in 2019, 100% of my money came from touring, recordings and merch, and now 30% of my income comes from fan funding. That's, that's, that would be meaningful, wouldn't it? Well, if you found that useful and want more of Stu's in-depth news and trusted analysis waiting for you in your inbox every morning as well as access to Music Ally's industry-leading reports, head on over to musically.com slash subscribe. Don't forget, uh, indie labels, artist managers, and publishers might be eligible for sponsored complimentary subscriptions as well, and our free weekly email, The Knowledge, which rounds up uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that from the analysis news, marketing insight, and skills from Music Ally uh, is free and will land with a wet thump in your inbox every Friday. Uh, you can sign up via the link near this podcast so from uh, me here in berlin joe sparrow and Stu over in the uk until next time farewell